0: Hello, this is Greg from Selective Hearing and This is our g Idol podcast. Alright, so with me tonight are our regular co-hosts, Alan and Ping. I will uh, start with Ping first. What's up?
1: How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing alright. Just uh, still exhausted from the insane week that I had.
0: Uh, You're a busy man over the past couple of days. So, uh, Ping, what are you drinking?
1: I'm just drinking water. Really need to stay hydrated, try to recover, because I got another long week ahead of me, and then another long week after this one, so.
0: So, basically, you're gonna be busy for the rest of the month, is that right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty insane. <laughs> okay. I'm actually kind of scared. Oh, oh really? Are yeah. you? Yeah, it's it's a lot.
0: It's a lot to take in
1: yeah I mean it's like two to three concerts a week so
0: holy cow how, how are you going to manage to do work and the concerts or did you take work off
1: I'm only I'm only gonna be taking off work for uh con but um, aside from that I'm just like while I'm in line getting my work done there
0: so you're gonna have like a laptop with you the entire time when you're standing in line for Luna
1: No, I can, I can pretty much do everything on my phone
0: Oh wow, that that's incredible. That that is a very streamlined workflow for you.
1: Yeah, I'm I prepared myself.
0: That's awesome cuz normally like people have laptops and and their their mice and stuff like that. So
1: Yeah, I'm trying to travel light.
0: It's good that you have it down to just a cell phone.
1: Yeah, pretty much just a cell phone and a charger.
0: Very good. Very good. And, uh, Alan, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm also doing all right. Uh, Just a little exhausted. Uh, I, uh, what am I drinking tonight? I'm drinking, uh, I'm drinking Theraflu. So I've been having the Theraflu drink, um, pretty much this past week because, uh, I lost my COVID virginity finally, uh, during the concert so i have had i've had covid uh the last uh five or six days so far so uh hasn't been too bad i don't have a fever anymore just like a cough and just a little exhausted but uh everything's been great so far so i can't wait to get over it and uh, be back and try to be productive again um but yeah that damn Corona-chan finally caught up to me.
0: You, uh, you got the, uh, the weed buried. Good for you.
2: Uh, shout out to, uh, the girls of Stacy. They just got the, the COVID as well. So unfortunately, so hopefully they feel, they feel good soon as well.
0: And how many of you are booking a flight to Korea right now to nurse them back to health?
2: If only, right? If only, if only somebody was helping me, there's myself back to health. But it's all good. It's all good. It wasn't bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And um, so both of you are incredibly exhausted right now. Um, Luckily, I'm not. Uh, I went through the hell first. Um, So uh, for me, uh, I'm drinking water and i'm watching Evo on the background here <laughs> <laughs> hey hey come on now well, come on
2: <laughs> they don't need to know all that they hey, don't to know that we're, we're watching evo as things are going hey, on
0: it's fine <laughs> it's Evo weekend we could have all been in vegas as well you know having fun if we had money but we're spending all our money on k-pop right so it's fine but uh yeah I, i'm not really tired or anything. I'm getting back into the flow of work. Um, I'm actually working for another week or so. Well, it was the seventh now. So yeah, another week, and then a few extra days after that, and then I'm back to Los Angeles for KCON, where I will be meeting up with Ping to do uh, many, many things at KCON, hopefully. So yeah, that's me. Is there anything you guys want to shamelessly self-promote before we get down to business? I got, I got
1: nothing
2: right now, so it's all good. Yeah, I don't okay. have
1: anything right now. Maybe nothing. after the KCON vlog goes up, then I can promote that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true, we're going to be recording that uh, at uh, KCON. You're bringing uh, many cameras as I, as I recall.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have an action cam and my regular camera and we'll see uh how it goes. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how it's going to go down, but um you know, hopefully we get the the credentials and uh no issues with uh, bringing the cameras.
0: Yep. Um if we are all set, I also have uh, my regular camera plus a camcorder, so I'll be ready to do some video recording, but we'll see. Anyway, let's uh, get down to business and talk about uh, Idol. So uh, I'm not sure if we should go in order of who attended what, or if you just want to freestyle it, but uh, all of us have been to at least one Idol concert. So, I'm gonna start with uh, people who've gone once. Uh, since I assume Ping will have some very long <laughs> stories having gone twice. So, I mean, technically, you went uh,
2: first, be- amongst the three of us, you went and saw them first. So that
0: that that is true. I, I was the the first to go through the whole idol experience and document it all for you. So I I guess I can go first. And uh I attended Seattle. So I, I was intending to go to uh Los Angeles. Uh but the dates didn't work out for for coverage at my work. So the only one that actually did work out was Seattle. So I booked for that. And I had a VIP, like uh, all of us did. And I, I don't think my VIP experience was the best compared to say, Alan or Ping. Uh, I, I felt that based on the capacity of the venue that it was overbooked for VIP in, in my opinion. Um, I think Showbox Soto was a maximum capacity of uh, 1,100, and I think they bucked VIP for about 50% of the capacity, which to me negates the whole VIP feeling because once you get past, say, the third row, uh, you're pretty much fucked because you're like, you won't see shit especially in a venue like that with no race stage. So yeah, it, I, I felt real sorry for the people who were behind me, but I, I guess that's how the uh, promoters kind of booked it. Everyone basically in Seattle was VIP. So it, it kind of sucked. Uh, what was my line like? It was fucking hot. Uh, cause the, the weather in Seattle was plus 33 Celsius, which was like over a hundred in Fahrenheit. Uh, and I was out there for, geez, how long was I out there? What did I message you guys? And I was, I was out there since noon. So yeah, probably about five hours before I got into the venue and it got progressively hotter and hotter.
2: Why did you go out so early, though? Wasn't it...
0: uh... Well, the the VIP check-in was 2.30, according to the social media for the promoter. So when we got there, um, there are already people there who were in line since like 8.30 in the morning. Oh, damn. So when we got there, there was like 100 people ahead of us already. So, yeah, it's not uh, not like other concerts that I heard about, the early concerts where they followed a numbering system. This was pretty much a, a free-for-all. So whoever got in line first was usually in front. I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but um, for me, I had a number on my wristband. I was number 84, but uh, they didn't really follow that uh that kind of numbering system. Uh, So other than it being really, really hot, (laughs) uh, there were a lot of different types of people uh, in Seattle. Um, Normally, I expect to see a lot of white folk, to be honest. Uh, But there were a ton of Chinese people at the Seattle concert. A shit ton like I think almost the entire Chinese youth population came down to Seattle <laughs> so uh, it was uh kind of weird um a lot of them were were fans of Boss Baby surprisingly uh not, not a lot of fans of Yugi at all but uh, a lot of fans of Boss Baby which uh, kind of uh, surprised me Uh, ...considering that the other one's a little bit more popular sometimes. But... um, ...yeah. uh, It was just... ...death by a thousand suns, mostly in line. And... uh, ...for me... uh, ...any... ...anything that I could get... uh, ...in my mouth for hydration was good. Uh, There's actually... ...a Mexican guy ripping off fans by selling overpriced bottles of water and gatorade while we were in line and every time he uh he came by he kept jacking up the price of the water and the gatorade so i mean that's good i mean he's an enterprising man but shit (laughs) that was terrible i i couldn't believe that uh well actually i guess i can believe that someone would try to make some money off people in line, but damn, that, that was insane.
2: <sighs> yeah. So what about when they finally opened the doors? Like, was it a mad rush? Did y'all have it, was it orderly or what, what not?
0: So what happened, uh, with the doors initially? was that everyone was orderly because you still had to go through security and all that stuff. So there was a bit of delay for those people who don't understand that you need to get your bags checked and stuff. But once you got into the venue, there yeah, it was a free-for-all. Uh, basically, you ran up to the the part that was open and you could see and hope that no one tall or no one with like uh, those slogan towels or anyone with signs was in front of you and prayed for the best pretty much. Uh, for me, um, I was about third, fourth row back from the barricade and initially we were going to be on the left side but then there's a tall Chinese guy with like uh, a towel. And I could tell he was going to hold that shit up all night. So we moved uh, further towards the middle. Uh, next to some short Chinese girls. And I thought that was going to be great. But uh, later on in the evening I discovered that wasn't so great after all. But yeah, that it was basically a, basically a fight to get any placement inside of that... Uh, that very small venue and the more VIP that came in, the more squished that you got. So there was not a lot of room to move around at all. It, yeah, it was, I, I felt, uh, I, I guess I felt kind of claustrophobic at times. And I kept looking back to see if there's any way I could get out in case like there was a fire or something <laughs> so yeah it it wasn't the best uh situation but I tried to put up with it as much as I could
2: mm. yeah I I remember you telling us all about that so man um I guess I'll, I can I can kind of go next as far as like um the early stages so um, in Houston, we also got the uh 2 30 clock, like the 2 30 uh <clears throat> time frame to be uh ready to pick up your VIP badges and whatnot, right? So, so I managed to get there at 2 30. Uh, and there was a small line, I would say like maybe like 50 or so people, it wasn't so bad or anything. Um, when I was in the line, uh, I didn't realize that they already said that they were running late, so they pushed back VIP uh, check-in to 3.30, so nobody was really moving. Um, so we were kind of standing outside of the venue. I think there was uh, they kind of separated the two lines, so... There was a line on one side of the venue for VIP, and then everybody else that was GA was off somewhere else on the opposite side. So we never got to see them. Uh, So when we were lined up, I never realized it it was pushed an hour late until somebody mentioned it. And um, they were saying... Some some folks were running late or whatnot. We didn't know any of the clues or anything like that. The the staff was just saying, Oh, things are just running a little late, so we're pushing things back an hour. It's like, okay, that's cool. Uh it wasn't too hot outside, it was like eighty nine degrees, eighty nine degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, with a little bit of a breeze, so it wasn't so bad. But the uh the venue at the hobby center, their staff was handing out uh bottled water for free, so Anybody that was, you know, thirsty or whatnot, they got us covered. And then near the front of the lines, I saw these, uh, these little fans, these fans were also connected to like the, um, these giant jugs of water, you know, the ones that you see in a water cooler, like in an office and whatnot, they were connected to those and they were kind of spewing a little like cool mist. It wasn't, like, super necessary, but the the people at the front were kind of getting a, a nice nice deal out of it. Uh, it wasn't, like, on full blast because when you go into... I was telling people this, like, you know, once we get inside, we'll be, like, super cold because the venue is always, like, cold, cold every time I go there. So it was great. Uh, we were kind of just hanging around. I, I ran into a... well Actually, I was talking to the folks around us, the... There was a mother and a daughter in front of me. A mother, I believe her name was Annette, brought her like, teenage daughter, Maria, to uh, g Idol. Uh, this was like her first live show. Uh, and they were from Indiana, so they were excited. So they were asking me all about, you know, who are my favorites and blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's to do around Houston, things like that. <clears throat> and they started letting us in for VIP. Uh, 330 345 and it was in a different area of the venue <clears throat> it was in front of the Zilka Hall I think it's called Zilka Hall uh, it's which is where the smaller stage is for the venue uh, but we were only in the check-in area so they were just checking us in for our VIP badges and um, <clears throat> it was our VIP badges they were giving us wristbands and everything and uh, then we went back outside to <clears throat> to reline up. So everybody got their VIP badges, and then they kind of broke off the VIP line to, I think it was like two to four lines. So I was basically, I met some some people that I've been chatting with. I was basically in the front again. I was way up at the front, and we we're just chilling there, and they were telling us, okay, uh things are running late or whatnot. We actually see like one of those little uh vans that would transport uh I guess talent over. We're like, hmm, that's kinda late. Uh we wonder if they were there. And then I remember somebody gave me like a little tweet or something that said like they one of the reasons that they delayed our check in time is because the girls were at the zoo or something. So I was like, Okay, whatever. If they're at the zoo, cool. I, I was thinking they were at just late coming from Dallas at their zoo. I mean, we have a good zoo here in Houston, but it wasn't like super far. So <clears throat> some of the staff were also saying that we needed to get security and all the stuff checked up. So we didn't, they were telling us we would get into the building at 4.30. So a friend of mine was like, hey, I'll go order some pizza, because they were hungry. I I helped them to eat some of the pizza that was there. People were just really cool, having fun. We were just chatting with everybody around us. And then then when they broke us off into opening the doors to check in, uh, me and my friend, uh, we moved over towards the left side line. We actually, there was two lines. So it was the left and the right line. And we could see she kind of dragged me over to the left line. Uh, A lot of us, we didn't really have any bags or anything. We just had stuff that's on us and on our pockets. So... Everybody on the right line had like all these giant backpacks to check and already secured. It was like, you can't bring that bag, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, okay, we're going to run through uh, the metal detector really quick. Uh, And it it happened. We just bolt. We just like went in. We were done like two minutes. We're already inside. We get our uh, ticket scanned by the ushers around the floor. So the hobby center has like the lobby area. And then there's like three, two to three floors. So the first floor up is where the orchestra lobby is. So you can get whatever you need before you go into your seats. And then there's one for the mezzanine and one for the balcony as well. Uh, From the lobby, though, you either have to take the elevator up or like these giant steps. So uh, we bolted up the steps to get to the... uh, to get to the orchestra lobby and then we kind of did like a 360 to kind of find where the merch table was and it was just one giant corner with a you know it was like a mountain of t-shirts and when we got into the line we were basically fifth in line so I got my shirt it was done came in um towards the lobby we found like an empty table and literally our check-in from VIP, like when the doors open, our check-in, we, I barely spent 10 minutes and I was like, okay, I'm done. So we just had to chill until uh, sound check at that point. So in our, <clears throat> in our little lobby area, it was great because the, the hobby center does like, they have like dueling bars on the opposite ends. So you can get food, you can get drinks, you can get candy or whatnot. And they even made a little, uh, a little drink for the night. They usually do like theme drinks. So I was there a week ago and they did a theme drink for Final Fantasy. They made something called the Blue Materia. And for the the G Idol show, they made something called the Tomboy, which was like a blue Caraco, Grenadine and Sprite for the non alcoholic drink, and then you can add whatever whatever we added vodka to ours later, but it was really cool that they had a theme drink for us and everything, so uh, that's when, like, all of us kind of just re- set sat down, relax. You got to see the line forming for the t-shirts and everything. Got to see people get their drinks and whatnot, and it was just really chill, really easy. I I really highly rec, <laughs> want to give props to the uh, to the hobby center staff for having their stuff in order and everything. And the cool thing is, like, <clears throat> VIP pretty much got in, GA got in, I believe at the time, and then. All of a sudden we go, uh, we could see outside that it starts pouring rain for like a good 20, 30 minutes. We're like, wow, we avoided all that. And we're just sitting here chilling, waiting until sound check. So that's how, that's how my line experience is going. It's a complete opposite of what a lot of people's have done. So um, that was really cool. Uh, At, at our show, our tickets were, we had to sign seats. So it wasn't like. You had to be like first in line or anything like that. Uh, everybody had assigned seating, no matter what. Um, if it was a ratio, I think if they counted all the, if they counted all the orchestra, I'm pretty sure they didn't count all the orchestra. But I possibly I don't remember, but I think orchestra was like 1,200 seats and then mezzanine was close to like 700 and then gallery was also 700 as well. So, uh, so a good, a good half was like VIP. So, but we all had assigned seats, so it really didn't matter at that point. So everybody on the orchestra floor pretty much got a great view in this venue. Every, every seat was a good seat. I really wanted like the balcony seats, the box seats and things like that. But I was lucky to get VIP as well. Uh, I had some good luck ordering, ordering tickets here. So I was like, okay, I'll take a VIP. And I was like, smack dab right in the middle. So I was like, this is going to be great. This is be great.
0: Sweet. Um, Ping, can you tell us about your two experiences in line?
1: Yeah, sure. So like Greg alluded to, I went to two different shows. Um, I went to the show in Chicago, which was at The Radius. And I also went to the show in New York, which was at Terminal 5. And um, for the show in Chicago, basically, I I took a 6 a.m. flight from New York to go to Chicago. And then straight from the airport, went to the venue. By the time I got to the venue, it was around like 9.30. And there was already about 50 people in front of me. And... Some of those people had been there since three a m the 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 person at the front of the line had been there since three a m They even had like a tent um they, like they had people sleeping inside the tents and everything like that and sleeping
2: inside the tent damn that's hardcore yeah
1: yeah they they set up a tent and they had people sleeping in there um and yeah, I mean you know you you, you think there's fifty people in front of you, but then the people in front of their their friends come in and they swap out whatever and you know, there's probably at least like sixty to eighty people in front of me, actually. But when I got there, I was already prepared. Like, I had a seat. I had um, a UV umbrella, which is like designed to like reflect the sun to bounce the sun away. Um, pretty. I had my fan. I had pretty much everything that I needed to to wait in line. But um, yeah, it's kind. Of, it kind of sucked that there's like so many people in front of me already. Like. It was 9 a.m. and there's already so many people. But, um, yeah, that venue, the radius, was kind of a mess because nobody was working that venue. Nobody, there was no staff at that venue until 1 p.m. And luckily, you know, fortunately enough, there was this random girl who gave everybody a number. It was just... You know, she didn't work there or anything. She was just a a fan. She gave everybody a number. You know, the VIPs a number. And like around one thirty, it just started like thunderstorming and like raining like crazy. And they brought everybody inside the venue, you know, thankfully, so that we were not getting, you know, soaked outside. But it kind of like messed up the line, right? Because everyone's just, like, rushing into the the building. Thankfully, like, people actually got back into the number. At least, you know, the best that they could. I'm sure there was people that were, like... I'm sure there was people that were, like, cutting in line and, and stuff like that. And... Um, that girl that was numbering people, she didn't number everybody. Like she only numbered like a hundred people. So there was like 200 other people that had no numbers. So it was like just a mess. And then we were just inside the venue. Um, they started doing the VIP check-in at two 30. And then they, they tried to get us into this line based on the numbers. Um, and then the wristbands had numbers, right? So then, after after we got the wristbands for the VIP check, the VIP check in, we started following those numbers. But like I said, I'm pretty sure there was people that were like cutting in line and stuff like that. I know for a fact uh, there was people next to me that were like jumping the line and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, so once once they had the VIP check in, the VIP check in, it was already the rain had already stopped. They started moving people outside, um, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like um, get back in the line. It was to corral us into like this other pen. Like they forced us into this line to get uh, the bag check, security check, and then they put us into like this this pen where they just lined up all the VIP people uh, according to their number. Well, loosely according to their number. and. Like at that point, you know, you're already past the security check. I was dying because it's, it's like hot, and I had to use the bathroom. But like once you're in that line, there's like you couldn't go anywhere because you're like inside this contained area. So for like two hours, I was just like standing there, like really had to go to the bathroom. So I I was dying, and then like. There's like so many people that were like, I don't even know if they had tickets, but they were just like trying to sneak in, um, trying to cut the line and trying to um, just get in. I, you know, like like these people I had not seen before, like all day, they just started lining up next to me. And I'm like, who are you? But thankfully, like when they started letting people in, they started checking, you know, the tickets and the wristbands and stuff like that. So I don't think they were actually able to get in. But um, yeah, like I would say as far as like VIP versus GA, the the venue probably um, holds about 3,000 people, I think. Um, about a third of that was probably VIP. Um, it's probably between 600 to... A thousand people were VIP there, and um, yeah, I was able to, like once once they let us in, they let us in a little bit late. Like it was like after five that they let us in um, for the soundtrack, and then I was able to get a really good spot. But because I was by myself, uh, and I had really had to go to the bathroom, there was there was people that I was with um, in line. Um, but they got like they had like a really bad spot. And I was like, I had a spot like right in the middle, like the second row, like all, pretty much at the barricade. And I kept trying to call them over to where I was. But they were like, no, come here, come here. And I'm like, I, I didn't have a choice because I really had to use the bathroom. Um, so yeah, uh, that was that experience in Chicago. It was just... A complete mess but um, I definitely learned a lot from that experience because in New York um, I came prepared I knew I was already familiar with Terminal 5 I had been there like five or six times before Um, I'd never been there that early but um, I decided because Mian Mian is actually my like my alt she's my alt Idol and I really wanted to see her you know as close as possible, so I actually ended up going to the venue at around uh six thirty six forty five ding and there was already dang Sorry. that's so early
0: yeah that's yeah. that's hella early man
1: you you think that's early, but there was already about thirty some, some thirty something people in Jeez. front of me
2: what what day was the new york show on again
1: oh, okay friday okay. yeah so um yeah, uh, but I was prepared. I had like, all right, I, I knew when I was going to use the bathroom. I knew when I was going to, I had a, like an energy drink, like when I was going to drink water and when I was not going to drink water. Um, but I had that all prepared. Um, and like in stark contrast, like the the staff at Terminal 5, I don't know. Like I feel like people, I've, I've heard people say like bad things about Terminal 5. But I've never had a bad experience there, and like my experience this past Friday, just like reinforced like how good Terminal Five was as a venue, because they had staff working there from seven a.m. in the morning. They had people organizing the lines. They had people giving out water, um, making sure that everybody in the line was okay. Uh, There's actually like an overpass right next to Terminal Five, so they tr- they were trying to keep everybody. Um, under that overpass you know to keep everyone away from the sun and yeah just overall like it was a really good job by Terminal 5 trying to keep everybody you know hydrated and healthy and stuff like that and then the way they checked in the VIP there was um, they kept everybody in the line but they took like maybe five to ten people at a time to the table then brought them back into the line and then took the next five to ten people. And then brought them back to the line and then it was like like that. Um, it was just like all completely super organized. Um, yeah, just nothing but good things to say about how Terminal 5 handled the concert. Um, when we got in, the, the entire security process was really smooth. Um, I was able to get, you know, right at the barricade basically. And... Uh, yeah, but as far as VIP and GA, it was about the same um, as Chicago. I would say it's about 600 to 1,000 people were VIP. And then um, like 2,000 uh, G- regular GA. But yeah, th- 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 those were my uh, line experiences for uh, both shows. Wow,
0: so it sounds like New York was way better than Chicago based on yeah, what you Sh-
1: told Sh- us. Chicago was completely fucked up.
0: <laughs> oh damn that's kind of sad but probably also not surprising It's not Chicago. surprising yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I learned a lot from that uh, experience and I'm going back there again for Luna this week same venue and hopefully I've learned from that experience and um, not going to have the same issues as uh, last time yeah
0: well, you had to go through some pain to to know what you're doing for for the next set of groups that you're going to see anyway, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all, it's all an experience, right? And you learn from those experiences.
0: Indeed. So, moving on from the line experience, let's get to the contents of the concert itself. Starting with... The sound check. So, I'll start with Seattle. Um, sound check started at around five, five thirty, around there. And as soon as the girls came out, up went the phones, and it was a lot of phones. Um, and I thought, again like I said earlier, I thought that since I'm behind all these short Chinese girls, oh it's totally fine, I'll be able to see at least something. And I was very wrong. Uh, I couldn't see shit. And <laughs> I put the picture up in our Discord the day of, and I also put some pictures up in my concert review that I posted out last week um yeah i couldn't see anything but cell phones and it was very very depressing but uh when there wasn't a device in my face i could see center so if someone was standing really close to the stage then i could see them clearly and if i looked to the left then i could also see them Pretty clearly. But the right side. Was pretty much. Uh, uh, no. No C zone for me. Couldn't see shit. Uh, the songs that they. Did. Uh, from what I recall. Um, I think they did. Dumbdy Um And. Shit. I can't remember the other two songs. Off the top of my head. Because it was. It was such a bad experience (laughs) I can't can't get those memories into my head at the moment but I do remember dumpty dumpty and uh, yeah the crowd was pretty hype I'll I'll say that like at the time um, the people around me uh, were were pretty hype but that was before the uh, the peak of death by body heat so everyone was still kind of kind of there but uh yeah it was it was uh getting progressively worse as the as the night went on yeah so I i wish i could tell you i could remember most of the sound check but i all i remember was someone's arms in my way or someone's cell phone in my way or the pretty Chinese girl in front of me, trying to take pictures. (laughs) So it's kind of a, kind of a sad sound check. But for my to remember on stage, I could see Soyeon pretty clearly whenever she came right up front. And Minnie was always in my view. So at least I was somewhat satisfied with the sound check. So, I mean, it, it could have been worse, but uh it it was what it was uh uh for the concert itself um like i said as it went on it got progressively hotter and hotter and hotter and while we were waiting for the actual uh concert to start um the Showbox Soto staff tried to do their best by handing out bottles of water, but there really wasn't enough staff and there really wasn't enough bottles of water to to make everyone happy because there were arms outstretched everywhere around me and uh, no one was being an asshole at least and ho- hogging an entire bottle of water to themselves, but it really wasn't great. So, when the concert actually started uh, around seven ish, uh, I lasted three songs in the VIP pit before I started to really feel sick. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have never felt that sick since. Jeez. Um, since experiencing summer in in Asia, I guess, but compound that with body heat and AC that's not working in the building, and the fact that you're you're kind of squished and you can't move around and stretch. Yeah, it's it's not a very good feeling. So I tapped my friend on the shoulder and we basically, bulldozed our way to the back, and I almost fell down uh, getting out of the crowd, but I managed to stay on my feet, unlike a bunch of other people later on in the evening. So I got the first three songs up close. Uh, I had to go outside for the first MC. Uh, When I went outside, um. One of the security guards was being like a total bitch uh, she didn't see the distress I was in and she insisted that I go to the bar get a re-entry wristband and then come back but thankfully uh, another security guard kind of saw that I was kind of hurting and got me a chair outside, got me some overpriced water. And let me sit down for a while. So I sat down for the first MC and probably uh, fourth song. Probably sat out. And then I went back inside. And leaned across uh, one of the railings uh, close to the door. Just in case I still felt like shit. And I found a chair. So every time that... uh, I don't did an MC, I would sit down, and then he took my chair away because uh, other people later on in the evening started to faint. Uh, There was one girl by the bar, face-planted, and she got right back up, and then she said she was okay, but she face-planted again and there was another girl who was being dragged out through the crowd i think by i think alan mentioned her his friend was dragging a girl out for for help oh i saw that girl getting dragged out to the front entrance yeah she was totally out of it like completely knocked out so yeah I, i think i spent more time looking at people um, dying from heat stroke. <laughs> so, uh, but when I did uh, get enough consciousness to watch what was going on stage. Uh, yeah, my view sucked, but uh, I wasn't willing to sacrifice my health to, to go back into the VIP pit if I could. And yeah, the concert was a lot more enjoyable from the back, to be honest. Uh, cause all the people around me, they look like they were having fun, um, compared to the amateur video, uh, session that was going out in the VIP pit. So I, I guess it was okay that I sacrificed my view and, you know, was around people who wanted to have fun, even though I was like pretty much out of it for most of the concert. But yeah, I thought, uh. I thought Idol on stage themselves did a kick-ass job. Um, The crowd in the front, not so good. crowd in the back, fantastic. But uh, yeah, that that was basically my entire concert experience was trying to stay conscious for (laughs) the three hours that it was going on. Um, Were there any songs that... Uh I didn't like before? No, I like all of idol songs. Um nothing nothing on the set list I didn't disagree with. Um although I heard that they did do some of the some of the ballads from the new album in Korea and they didn't really do them here. So it's kind of sad about that. But overall the set list was pretty good for me. At least for what I remember of the concert while I was still somewhat conscious. So yeah, that's just me. Alan, how about you?
2: Okay. Uh for sound check, I believe uh it was Hua Love You and then they actually asked what song do we want to do for the third one? And some dude was just like, My bag <laughs> and we all had a great laugh. When you said that. And so I was like, all right, we'll do my (laughs) back. And it was amazing. So it was really cool. They even, uh, they were just so full of energy too. Uh, After the sound check, we actually had time to uh, leave the, leave our seats to go get more drinks and more food and whatnot. So we were, we spent some time grabbing a few more tomboy drinks. Uh We got to see people like, man, while we were kind of just hanging out, we saw all these food runners like running like literally like giant pans of chicken strips and fries. And that's really like all you could smell because everybody was like eating up. It was like it was so good, too. So I almost wanted to eat it, but I had that pizza. So I was like, OK, it was good. Uh, I got to observe, like, all the fans, too. You could see some of the GA people that were uh, trying to get uh, more shirts or get a shirt. good thing is there were more bars as well, so the bars were pretty easily accessible. There there were even bars at a lower floor that was—there was one bar at a lower floor where— the bathrooms were. It was like outside of the two bathrooms that were there. So I was like, "Man, you can really get whatever that you wanted there." So uh, we were just observing. We saw a lot of different light sticks. Uh, not really many. Well, no, no, there were tons of Seattle light sticks. I saw a lot of. I saw Dreamcatcher because Dreamcatcher was actually in Houston a couple days before, at uh, Anime Matsuri. So I saw Dreamcatcher sticks. Some folks brought lunastics sticks cause we'll see them in a couple weeks. Uh, saw a few black, pink ones and whatnot. So it was really easy to kind of, uh, observe and see how the people were. We had a lot of people that were dressed up, I guess, uh, uh, like the girls in their certain videos. I, I'm not too familiar, but people were asking like for photos and stuff. So it was really cool. Um, let's see like during the show during the show uh once everybody was settled in <clears throat> uh it had like a capacity of like 2700 when it when it's all said and done and it was sold out like every seat was pretty much sold out um uh, and this crowd was like it was insane i was really i i, I was kind of prepared but not really <clears throat> i thought this is gonna be great we're gonna see g idol it's gonna be awesome but man the fans like turned out and it was high energy from the beginning all the way to the very end um i took it took a little time to turn around during some of the shots like even at the very beginning but if you were at the very back area of the orchestra which wasn't vip people were standing up and they were just jamming so I can totally understand, Greg, when you were saying like people in the back were having fun. Yeah, there were people that were having fun in the back no matter what. The crowd, I would say the Houston crowd was actually really, really well behaved and respectful. Everybody had their seats and whatnot. Nobody was rushing up to the front to fill up like an empty section or anything like that. Or nobody was trying to fill up the aisles or anything. Everybody actually stayed in their seats Like, we were all sitting down for a good portion of the show, but you wouldn't be able to tell, like, uh, the energy was just so, so high. Even, like, just sitting down, people were just screaming and yelling. It was just so much fun, and uh, we really didn't have to, like, stand up all the time. In fact... During the show, the girls would be like, Okay, we would like for y'all to stand up. And then everybody got up and we we were hyped. Okay, now that it's done, it's time for MC, so you can sit down. And everybody was like, Yeah. So it was really cool. Everybody's really happy and positive about that. Um, even at the the first MC, they were like, Houston has very has the best screams. And <laughs> they were screaming so loud. And the girls were bouncing off that energy. They were literally doing that. uh, I don't know what it's called, but when basketball players, you know, when they do something well, uh, like when they had a great shot or whatnot, and they just run up to each other and, you know, bump backs and stuff. uh, I don't know what that's called. I've done it a few times with my friends. And it was just like, okay, we just do that. It was awesome. The girls were doing that (laughs) at the very beginning of the show. They're like, this is really great. Oh, this venue, it's like. It, uh, uki was like saying something like this venue really makes me want to sing in opera and she was trying to sing in opera and uh she was going nuts on that one so it was v- it was very very high energy i gotta give props to the houston crowd we were we were killing it the couple next to me were going insane they must have been like hardcore fans hardcore neverland because they were going nuts for every song and everything, and it just got me hyped. I was like, oh, this is great. I was like, senorita, hell yeah, let's go. So I was super, super happy about uh, uh, the crowd and everything. No no dead fishes at all. Uh, even at the skyboxes or the, uh, the box seats on the side, um, you could see people that are just right there. They're engaged. They're looking right down at the girls and they're just dancing. They're straight up dancing. And the I think they reserved the skyboxes um for like the <clears throat> I guess the folks with the uh, special needs or anything like that. I'm not 100% sure, but uh they were they were just having fun and you could, they were yelling down at the girls and they were getting noticed all the time. I was jealous cuz they, they weren't VIP, but they were like getting, getting noticed a lot. So, um, the acoustics were perfect, uh, in Seraphim hall, Seraphim hall in the hobby center is the larger venue. So that's where all the musicals that come through Houston that are there. That's where all the shows come through the, uh, they, that's where they perform the big shows and everything like that. So the acoustics were optimized. You, it was It wasn't, like, super loud. Like, you didn't have to put, like, your earbuds in, but it was, like, it was amazing. It was amazing to hear. Plus, the giant screen in the back, um, it was huge. I I actually, uh, for some reason, I just didn't think there would be, like, anything visual. I just thought there was just going to be the girls dancing and whatnot. I just didn't, it didn't click in my mind, so, um. I think if you were off to the side, it'd it'd be bad because you didn't get, like, the full shot, like, where I was, dead center. And in this area, in this hall, there's not, like, small screens or anything like that. So you are kind of obstructed by the angle if you were, if you wanted to see, like, the displays and everything, like, the, the videos that they were showing and whatnot. So that kind of would be a bad thing. But I still think there isn't a bad seat in that whole place. I mean... It, it, that place was rocking. Even like during the encore, uh, people were stomping their feet. You can feel the vibrations coming from like the the balcony and the mezzanine. And we we're down here on the on the VIP floor. We're like, okay, we'll do the same thing. So it was like it was like we were at a basketball game, and it was it was so much fun. Um, let's see. So uh, the concert itself, man, I that's my. That's my first time ever seeing them live, so I'm not I'm not the biggest fan out of the three of us. Uh, I really love their music, but I'm not I don't really know the history or anything like that of the girls. Um, so for me, I I liked seeing Cenereta. I know people kind of hate that song. I love that song, so I like Cinerita. Um Seeing Lion live that crowd went insane for lion i was like i was like going nuts as well so just feeding off that energy and um my bag of course everybody went crazy for my bag um and of course uh tomboy and pop stars every you know it was great it was great overall and i i enjoyed it i do not regret uh Uh, not not going at all I I'm glad I went VIP uh, but I would have been great at any place in that in that in that uh in that hall (laughs) Uh, but yeah thanks to Houston crowd on that one y'all are y'all killed it
0: Ping what do you got for your two concert experiences there
1: so I had mentioned it a little bit earlier with the Chicago show, like because I was I really had to use the bathroom, like right when we got into the building. I basically lost my good spot, and I ended up being with the, the people that I met with met in line, um, and that was not a good spot at all. It was like off to the right of the stage, like very far off right, and there was like two tall people in front of me um so like i was pretty much staring at the either the back of somebody's head or uh their arm cuz they were holding their phone up or looking at their phone um and like next to me there was also like somebody who ha- who brought who was like using um the stool thing so it was like just i i could barely see anything in that show and then Somebody, some lady with like a five-year-old kid, somehow got up behind me, and like she kept picking her kid up, and the kid kept kicking me all throughout what? the show. Like
2: kicking you in the in the back, or yeah,
1: Man. yeah, like because she would pick her pick, pick pick she would pick up her kid, put her down, pick the kid up again, put her down, and just keep doing that all throughout the show. And it was just a really terrible experience. And I was already not really feeling that well because of the, the whole situation being in the, basically a pig pen for two hours in the intense humidity right after the thunderstorm. And I wasn't, you know, not able to use the bathroom. Um, it was just a really terrible experience um, overall, like being at the show. Oh, I
0: just got a question about the kid. Yeah. So was the kid kicking you in the head when no, the, back. the lady was lifting her up or was it oh,
1: the, my back? Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I don't think they were tall enough to kick me in, in the head. But yeah, um I mean, you know, I, it it wasn't it didn't I don't think it was intentional that they were kicking me, but I was getting kicked. And uh, like she's like saying can, can can my kid go in front of you she can't see and i said like, i can't see either like what am i what are you supposed to what is what is that gonna do like being in front of me like I, it was like just a really terrible experience being where i was in chicago um because i could at least i was able to see like maybe half the show when people didn't have their phones up or when the the person at the barricade who was really tall, like, was leaning a little bit. I was able to see some stuff, but, uh, yeah, it was not a very good experience. Um, as far as the sound check goes, they did, um, they did already, and love you, and my bag. Um, and as far as the crowd goes, like, actually, the crowd in Chicago. Like in general, was very loud. Um, it was a very energetic crowd, high energy, and you know the girls. Um, the girls are great, always, right? This is this is my third. That was my second time seeing them at the time. Um, I've seen them three times now, and they're always great. Um, it's funny that uh, Alan, Alan said, "Oh, this is the in one of their MCs. Oh, this is the, the best the best scream that I've heard." I mean, they say that at every stop. So they said that in Chicago and they said that in New York as well. But um, there was some differences in the MCs. Um, so as far as um, the crowd goes, the crowd in Chicago, I felt, was actually really loud. Um, high energy all throughout. Even though like I couldn't really see anything from where I was, it was still a, a good show. Um, It was just a really bad experience for me personally, but overall I I would say that it was a good show because, you know, it was a great performance by the girls and um, a great high energy by the crowd. Um, When, you know, looking back at New York, um, I had mentioned earlier that I was pretty much at the barricade and I would say that the energy at the first half of the show was like off the charts. But I felt like maybe towards the latter half of the show, I think I, maybe people were getting tired or something because it c- kind of started feeling a little quiet, quieter than I would expect, especially considering like they were doing the songs like um, like Pop Stars and Tomboy and and, and, and um, uh, you know some of their you know more, bigger hits like even like My Bag. Um, uh oh! I felt like I felt. I don't know if it was just me. But it felt like the crowd in New York was a little bit tired halfway through the show. Um, but, you know, maybe if I check some fan cams later, maybe it was just like my, my little pocket. It felt like lower energy. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, like a lot of the MCs were different. Um, uh, for the most part, like for the dance battle... What kind of dance battles did you guys have in your cities?
0: I can't remember.
2: Uh, for dance battle, we had Soyeon versus uh, Shuhua. Is that her name? Boss Baby. Yeah. Uh, Susan. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Susan. Yes. Uh, uh, and they did Beyonce. Uh, I think they both danced to Beyonce, but uh. uh boss baby was you know Soyan, man Soyan, fucking uh she's uh, she's my favorite man she just her walking is fucking sexy as hell i'm like oh holy crap and her dancing was like excellent so we're like okay and then boss baby was like you know she's kind of being shy because she's like i don't want to do the dance and whatnot so uh she kind of stood in the middle and then they played a song, but she was like, no, I don't want that one. And then, uh, crazy in love, uh, came on for her. And she just like flipped the switch. Like she, she drank some like Houston water and like completely went like, you know, uh Oh, she basically, you know, got freaky in front of us (laughs) and we're kind of like, Holy crap. And there was a key moment where, uh, uki brought all the girls into the center for the dance break and they all went nuts and like man like i wouldn't say it i was just like holy shit this is this is amazing so uh the (laughs) the dance battle was it it was amazing it was so much fun it was so funny uh and just so hype everybody was just like going crazy (laughs) for these girls
1: Yeah, so the uh, the dance battle in Chicago, uh, I, I can't remember completely, but I think it was Minnie and um, Uki, maybe. And, um, but, you know, all the girls ended up dancing anyway. And I'm pretty sure they, they threw in the Beyonce song as well. They had a couple of other songs. Um, but in New York, the, the dance battle that they did was, um, they did the group, the five of them, and then they made the crowd dance. And that was like the dance battle between the the group and the crowd. Oh, nice. Um, and then they they kind of just settled it with like a rock, paper, scissors. But Uki lost the rock, paper, scissors. So the crowd won in the dance battle. <laughs> nice, nice. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, it's was uh, like the, the energy level that the girls brought to each of the shows, I feel was really high and um you know like i can't imagine how how anybody that that goes on the tour can maintain that type of energy all throughout the tour because like even for me just going to two shows on on uh two 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 straight shows i was already so tired um i was so tired for chicago and then i was so tired for for new york but um yeah i can't imagine how how you can maintain that energy level, but
2: you know that's their job i guess right as so, of uh as um, of tonight they should be finishing up in Atlanta and then head over towards head out of united states go go towards mexico and stuff so they gotta yeah, they got exactly. a couple of days yeah. to recover and hit up that hit up that whole uh, area there too now so yeah
1: and, um, yeah, I mean, if you ask me, like, are there any songs that change my mind about, you know, seeing it live or whatever, I mean, Idol is, like, one of those few groups that I pretty much their entire discography I enjoy. Uh, so whatever song that they would could perform or would perform or can perform, I would have been very happy with. Uh, one of the songs that they didn't perform in the US tour which was uh, Greg mentioned earlier they did it in um in Korea was uh, Polaroid and like all throughout while we were waiting for the show to start like Polaroid was just one of those songs that they kept playing um, but they they didn't even perform it during the concert and it was kind of sad because Polaroid is like actually one of my favorite songs um but yeah i mean uh Again, like I said, this is my third time seeing them. Um, or that, that was my third time seeing them. Um, and I mentioned before, Mion is my ult. Soyon is actually my number three. Um, as far as all active idols go. So I really made the effort to try to see them uh, on, in New York. And that's why that's kind of why I, I went there early. So early. Um, and it was definitely worth it. I very much was... Very excited and extremely happy that I was able to see them so close um, in New York. And, uh, you know, learn from the mistakes in Chicago. And hopefully I don't make those mistakes um, with the Luna concert coming up. But, uh, yeah, uh, as far as, like, the favorite moments of the concert goes, pretty much the entire concert, I'm just... (laughs) I was just so happy to see them performing because... um, you know, originally before the pandemic, I was actually going to go to maybe four or five different idol shows. And at the time, they were my my old group as well. They were my, my number one group. Um, but that kind of went by the wayside after the coronavirus situation. So I feel. I feel relieved to finally be able to see them again um, and hopefully can see them again in the
2: future. One thing that I was uh, really surprised, I I don't really, you know, I don't follow them as uh, much as you two do, uh, but I was very surprised about the amount of English that they spoke. And I wasn't, I actually wasn't prepared for that. I was like, okay, I just thought we would have translators just like every other concert. And they were basically doing the whole show by themselves. And I was like, I was very uh, surprised by that. And also, I appreciated that you could tell, like, that level of communication between them and the fans just, just regularly having their conversations with us, like it was just amazing. So, I was very, yeah, I, I was thrown off at the very beginning, but I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. So,
1: yeah, like Minnie Minnie speaks like five languages. Oh wow! Um, yeah, she's she's obviously Thai, um, Korean. And English, she's pretty much fluent in. And she also speaks a little bit of, I think, Mandarin and mm-hmm. French. Um, and then Uki, she speaks Mandarin, Korean, and English. Um, Soyun, her English is better than the other, t- the, the, you know, is better than Mian and uh, Shuha. I wouldn't say that she's like fluent, fluent, but I- I'd still say that she's pretty good. And then Mian and Shuha's Englishes are probably just like the basic of the mm, basic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they probably <clears throat> like the, whatever they were saying is probably stuff that they are they practice saying. But um, as far as Uki, Uki Soyeon and um, Mini go, like their English is conversational, yeah. um, if not if not fluent. You know, like Minnie's fluent and Uki's pretty much fluent. Um, Uki Uki so was yeah. I bas- mean, they're, Uki they're, was
2: basically like the MC of the show, at least during our show, she was like the, the main person talking all the time. So,
1: yeah, I mean, she, she always has that energy level. She's so funny. Uh, you know, if you haven't watched learn wave, learn way, I definitely recommend watching that. Um, she's so fun. And um, she, she brings a lot of energy and um, yeah, I mean, definitely they're an international group by every, means of you know that word international um they have a chinese member a taiwanese member a thai member um in fact like one of the jokes uh, amongst the neverland and idol fans is that the the foreigners speak korean better than the <sighs> the koreans <laughs> <laughs> and they're like loud like they're much louder like soyeon and Mian are Pretty relatively quiet, but Minnie, Uki, and Shuhua are like really loud. And usually, usually when you have like foreigners in a group, they're usually quiet because of the language barrier. They usually don't really talk that much. But Minnie, Uki, and Shuhua like talk a lot. They're really loud, um, and they're louder than Soyeon and Mian. <laughs> so, if you think about it, they actually have more foreign members than Korean members. So definitely
2: an international group, and then I forgot I forgot to mention this, but uh, if uh, there were at our our show, of course we had the people recording, right? So uh, we know for us, we're kind of like, oh man, this this sucks, and I was hoping like you know it wouldn't be like widespread, and of course you could see people recording. It was almost you know I would say a good fifty percent of people had their phones up and recording but the good thing about the hobby center and the venue and the hall we were at is it i thought it was perfect because if you're very much into recording a concert there cool it wasn't really in front of anybody like it what you didn't really need to raise your hand really high in fact if you had a seat you basically had an armrest you could basically you know rest your elbow there and hit record and then you're great right so um and then for us like that want to enjoy the concert feel the vibe of the concert or anything we had a clear path and we couldn't we didn't have to have like a bajillion phones in our way or anything like that so um i thought the venue would have been stricter on that but whatever it wasn't like people were just crowding the whole place trying to get the you know get their video in or anything like that this the stupid i guess for me i feel like it's stupid cuz like the very front row people they had to like crane their necks to basically look up to the stage like the it was like if you sat at the very front of a movie theater these front row dudes are doing the same thing and then on top of that they were raising their phones up and i was like man that's that sucks for them i guess but whatever You know, you're that far up and it's not really like blocking my way or it's not even blocking the person behind you in the way. Uh, Whatever. So we know how it feels (laughs) when it sucks to have not have a clear view. But I'm glad that. I'm glad that this venue uh, can, I guess, appeal to both sides on it. Uh, So it wasn't really bad for me uh, when people had their phones out and I was just enjoying the scene and enjoying the vibe. So I, I really appreciated that on that one too. So it's cool for you guys that want to do that. I not guilty. Uh, you know, I'm guilty of recording a few things and taking a few photos or whatnot, but man, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta turn that shit off and enjoy what's in front of you and just have fun and everything. Like for me, I still haven't even gone through the videos of, the twice concerts and I'm like, you know what? I'll just take a few pictures and a few videos and then just have fun. So I don't I can't I don't I don't envy those people that just need to record every concert that they're going to. Just do whatever. Do your thing and
0: <laughs> I wish I could agree with you saying do your thing but I would rather have do your thing, but not around me. Oh, believe me, if, least... they, if
2: there was a way to not do it, I would definitely be on the side of, yeah, don't do it. But uh, the venue that I was at, I was like, you know, I, it wasn't bothering me, so, you know, let them do whatever they want. But if I was in your area, I'd be like, motherfuckers, just put put down your damn phones. I kind of wish they do the things where they have, you know, at, at comedy shows yeah. or uh, if you go to, like, high-profile comedians and they have you know their shows and everything they take your phone Well, they don't like take your phone but like they make you put in like a pouch and then you can't take out the pouch or anything but i kind of wish they had something like that but whatever we're not there yet so it's all good
0: yeah i guess (laughs) i don't know I'm, i'm still pretty bitter about all that shit um Anyway, let's move on to the high touch. So this was after the concert. So I think they were pretty consistent with that. It was after the concert for every every stop. So basically the rundown is you wait for all the commoners to leave and then you as a VIP badge holder get to do the high touch with all the members of Idol. And... How it worked in Seattle was a little weird, because um, the venue was very small. So you, they kind of sent uh, everyone who was VIP onto the right side of the building, let all the commoners leave, and then they made a staking line that went all the way outside. So me and my buddy were, I think, probably just around the 300 mark, 350 mark. So we were still inside of the building. And it was going at a leisurely pace. What I saw was uh, people in front, they do the hand sanitizer thing. They go behind a special curtain uh, where all the idol members are, do the high touch, get a poster, go home happy. So that's what I assumed would uh, be my experience. Um, But uh, as the line started to move, it also started to get faster. So by the time it got to me, the line was basically a power walk or a jog to that curtain and you didn't even have enough time to like rub the hand sanitizer into your hands before you even got into the curtain so what I saw when I got behind the curtain was all the members of idol lined up Uh, there were like plexiglass barriers between them uh, they're wearing like uh medical gloves or protective gloves um they're not doing the high five but it's like the the baseball the baseball I hit a home run kinda kind of slap and for for me basically it's like all the all the security were basically screaming at us saying keep the line moving, move it, or several expressions uh, in that uh, manner. So there were two girls ahead of me and they couldn't keep up. So one girl almost fell down uh, because she couldn't, uh, she couldn't keep up with the pace of the line. Um, sadly like, no one tried to help her, not even her friend, who was still doing her eye touch, which was really sad.
2: Man down, man but, down, man um,
0: down. Yeah, man down, man down. And so when I got to the whole thing, I, I don't remember who was first. I don't remember who was last. I just remember Minnie in the middle. So... I did my uh, lunch lady, thanks for the tater tots, hand slap, and got to Minnie, kind of paused as much as I possibly could to look her in the eye, did the hand slaps with the other ones, walked out, and yeah, that was was less than fantastic. (laughs) And then got through the door, got the, signed, I'm doing air quotes, signed poster, and proceeded to be uh, unceremoniously thrown out of the building. So (laughs) that was, uh, that was my whole high touch experience. Well, I guess mid touch. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if this was specific to Seattle, just because The entire experience overall was kind of poorly run, but I'll see what you guys have to say. But for me, it was basically speed run idle and get the hell out of the building before uh, we have to pay these guys more money to do overtime. So, yeah, it was kind of a sad experience for me. How about you, Al?
2: Um. So for our, for the VIP and the high touch, uh, we are still in the orchestra. We're still in our seats, basically in orchestra. So we're just come, I guess, coming down off the concert and everything. Um, and they get on the PA, uh, they get on the intercom and they're like, okay, anybody with a wristband, uh, VIP, please remain in your seats. Uh, everybody else, you must leave the building right now. So uh, we were waiting for all the GA plebes to kind of uh, <laughs> kind of leave. And I made the mistake of moving up to talk to some friends that were in the front area in front of me. So we we're just like, you know, showing pictures and you know, taking photos and just talking about how things were. And then they were lining people up uh, kind of through one exit. Uh, single file so I was technically in the front and then the the area of the exits were in the back so basically if you were in the back area you get to be first so I think that's actually a pretty good exchange for those that have the back end VIP but I kind of screwed myself because I went up to talk to my my friends and I was like oh crap so I'm with them but We're kinda near the near the back end of that line. So they were going kind of they were going single file. And you can see people, they were checking to make sure you have your wristband. The staff was like, Okay, we'll pause the line right here. Let's let ten more people through. Okay, ten more. Okay, we'll head down and follow the people that uh, that were in front of you. So they were kinda going through that way. And we went out from the main doors. Uh, they were lining us through this uh, indoor restaurant that wasn't open uh, through a downwards hallway to get to the Zilka Hall, which where that was where we got all our VIP stuff. So the left side of that area, the left line, you can see the staff were pumping uh, hand sanitizer for us. So On the right hand side, you could see already the people that were leaving, and you could see the tables with the posters that they were hanging out. So, uh, we're ready to go through Zilka Hall uh, to go have our high touch. So, you get the hand sanitizer. They, you know, you wipe your hands clean. They, they tell you you could. The staff was telling us you can't take photos, can't take videos, or anything like that. Uh, Even one lady was like, oh, I thought you could. So I apologize. I didn't really mean I I didn't I didn't know that they weren't having photos for that part. So we could tell that, you know, we were kind of moving a little quickly. and We're kind of like, guys, slow down. Just go really slow or go slow as possible. And we could tell people, "Okay, you guys are up. Watch the steps they're on the stage of the smaller uh, at the smaller venue. You can see the stage. We walk past the seats and everything. We walk up to the stage on the I guess it was uh I don't know the stage direction, but the left side of the stage. And you see the girls, they've got their surgical gloves on and everything. They got the plexiglass so you can, you know, touch them still. And I believe our order was Soyon Uki Mion, uh, Sh- uh, Shuaha, and Minnie was the last one. So uh, Soyon being my favorite, I was I was ready. I was like, okay, she's my favorite. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm new. I'm a new Neverland. I love the concert. And she was looking at me. And then U- Uki cut in and was like, oh, really? <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that you're new and I'm, I'm already like, oh, I guess I'm already at Uki now, so I guess I'll I'll high five her. And I was like, okay, and I said thank you. I I was like I I guess I gave the generic. You guys were amazing. Thank you. High five. You guys were amazing. Thank you. And it wasn't really like a high five. It was kind of like a you know, you're going down the uh, you know, just going down and doing like that mid-range high five and whatnot. So, uh and then uh Minnie was last and she was like, have a good one. And I was like, yes, or I, I think she said, have a good night or something. And then when we were w- walking off the stage, we're going back around. Um, there were a few fans, I guess they were getting interviewed. I don't know if it was official or anything like that, but they took a couple of fans. I think they were cosplaying as well. And they, you know, you can hear them, they're asking them questions and whatnot. So they're like, Oh, this concert was so amazing. And, You could tell that they were very happy and everything and then when we left that hall we were back outside to get the the posters and everything it wasn't anything special just like everybody was saying it was like a printed sign poster and we were back outside uh of the venue and they weren't really like throwing us out or anything everybody was congregating you know high-fiving each other saying how much fun the concert was and we were saying goodbye to the people that we we met and everything like that um one of the cool things was uh usually at uh when they do the stage shows and everything there's a backstage exit where the you know if you wanted to get autographs like from a uh one of the actors or actresses you would wait out in this area and me and my buddy nick were like you know what they probably will leave in that area. We should probably hang out and, and see if, you know, they're going to be okay with that and we can hang out. And eventually Nick was like, no, they're not going to go there. They said uh, that exit was closed off. And I wonder if it was really true. Maybe if we stuck out for an extra hour or so, uh, maybe we could have seen them, but uh, I was already ready to go home anyway. So um but, yeah, that was, uh, that was the end of my VIP high touch there. So very orderly. Uh, staff was very attentive. Uh, nobody kind of tripped or anything, even though those steps were kind of high. Uh, nobody really tripped or anything. I, yeah, it was very fast, but I wouldn't say they weren't, like, forcing us to hurry and get the hell out or anything like that. I felt it went, went okay. Uh, at least for me to remember <laughs> Uki responding to the comment I gave to Soyon. So I was like, oh okay. Uh, so I was I was happy with my interaction. So I'm glad I'm glad I, I I splurged for the VIP at that point. So it was awesome. I was awesome.
0: Nice. And Ping, give us the rundown on your two VIP high touch experiences, please.
1: Yeah, so in Chicago, um basically after the show was over, they kicked out all the the GA people. They had um they put all the VIP people into single file lines like five rows, five or six rows of lines and um yeah, they just walked us to like the curtain um where they had set up that where they had set them up and I didn't really feel like we were getting rushed or anything throughout that experience i was able to say my piece to all the girls and uh tell me on how much i loved her um but yeah it was pretty much a straightforward experience in chicago um in new york though uh, i don't know what the story was in new york but uh they they uh they were doing the thing that greg was talking about where they're like Keep it keep the line moving, keep the line moving, like et cetera, et cetera. And like I, I just clearly remember one of the the staff was telling me, there's there's two there's two hundred people behind you. Keep it moving. And and then and then somebody actually like put their hands on me. Like somebody actually like tried to push me. Um like they were they had their hands on my back and were like trying to push me. And like as soon as they put their hands on my back, I started leaning back. Like you're not gonna force me to move. Um so that was how like, like, get off me, get uh, off me, that was kind of like, yeah, i like I can't believe that they actually put their hands on me, um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, it was all pretty much straightforward experience, and um, I think the order was the same um at both at both cities, um for sure, Soyon was first, um Uki was probably second, so. You know, it's probably the same as Alan or as Mini, um, Shua, and Mian. Um, But yeah, that, you know, pretty straightforward. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever be able to do a regular high touch anymore with um, the way that the coronavirus is.
0: Yeah, it's kind of sad.
2: I'm just happy they've managed to avoid getting anything so far, so... They, they must be doing something right. Not like, like everyone lately. So.
0: Oh, so sounds like you guys had relatively, uh, positive experiences overall. Um, for me, anything that was not on the stage was absolutely fucking horrible. Uh, from waiting outside in the heat, from getting ripped off by a Mexican guy for water, from uh, from getting yelled at from vendors outside who thought we were blocking their parking lots, to getting yelled at from security uh, at the at the high touch almost passing out uh spending most of my time leaning against a rail trying to remember what the hell i was watching uh i would <laughs> definitely say that uh, the experience at uh, showbox soto was was tainted from a lot of external factors uh i am going to exclude idol from this just because uh They did kick ass on stage, from what I remember, and it is no fault of the artist, but everything outside of that, shit, it sucked, and um, it really has turned me off from ever attending a general admission concert in America ever again. If if there's a K-pop concert, I'm looking for a fucking seat because there's no fucking way I'm gonna go through all that bullshit with all these assholes with their arms up blocking my view and trying to get social media credits and all this other crap when they could be enjoying the show. And yeah, either that or once, once I'm able to travel back to Asia, I'm just going to go to a show there because at least people there consider it. So that's my piece on the uh, entire concert experience. You're up, Alan.
2: Yeah, I'm actually kind of afraid because I have GA for Luna coming up here in Houston, and I'm still looking at maybe just just getting one of the seated areas just to find one, just to kind of ignore all that stuff, so but it would be cool to see Luna up close. So I'm kind of still teetering. I, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger and just like uh, try to resell these GA tickets or whatnot and just like go ahead and just buy a seated ticket that's available that may be a little bit overpriced, but I am kind of spoiled. <laughs> I got spoiled by the Houston uh, Hobby Center, so I would love it if more acts We'll go there. It will be a big uh, factor in any decision I go to for a future concert um, when they have uh, uh, um, assigned seats is what I meant. Like I will always prefer to go to a concert that has assigned seats than just GA, but we'll see how Luna does the technically the Con tour will be in that same venue. Uh, so if I, if I really, really want to, I could still go and hopefully see Stacy and the three other groups that I don't care for <laughs> that are going. So, uh, just because of that venue, it's like, okay, great. That'd be awesome to go, go again. So, uh, for me, uh, amazing show, uh, just been being treated all the way around. Very well done. Uh, I was telling people in line like, yo, at least we weren't in Seattle. Let me tell you about my buddy in Seattle and his problems. So, uh, at least we weren't, uh, at least we weren't in Dallas and Dallas had the, had their troubles as well. And our venue is going to be really cold. So our venue is going to have AC as opposed to the other places. So, uh, we have to just bear and grin it outside here for just a few minutes. So I was very much the, the, the cheerleader for like, Hey, we'll, we'll be fine guys. No worries. We're going to have a lot of fun. And I'm glad everything turned out very well here for the Houston Neverland. So if they ever come back, consider me in 100%. So man, I didn't, I didn't really appreciate I uh, G idol, like I, I I'm like with Ping. Like I love all their songs, but they're never really like uh my my favorite group or anything like that. Or their songs weren't really like the the ones that always stand out to me. I just always have them on on repeat on the background and I can always enjoy any of their songs. But man, seeing them live, they got me hooked for life. So I'm glad that I went. I'm happy I went. Uh I'm I'm so proud of the well-behaved Houston crowd and everything. Uh, the only bad part was that I got I got the coronavirus, so, but uh, I think uh, I think uh, in the overall aspect of it, everything turned out all right. so:
0: Awesome. And uh, ping, your final thoughts on your entire concert experiences?
1: Yeah, so I mean, radius Chicago sucks. Terminal Five, amazing. Um, like, you were mentioning AC, like, the radius in Chicago, like, it was so hot inside the venue as well. I almost felt like I was going to pass out a couple of times during that show. But Terminal 5 in New York, um, they had water for everybody. It wasn't that hot. Um, You know, it's still going to be hot because there's like 3,000 people in the venue. But um, the AC was definitely working because otherwise, people would have been felt like they probably would have then people passing out and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like they were, they were given water throughout the show, making sure everybody was hydrated. Um, so yeah, just a stark contrast between the two different venues. As far as the concerts themselves, you know, from what I can see in Chicago and from my amazing view in New York, it was just, um, you know, the girls brought it and I was so happy to be able to see them again. Um, you know, minus one member that I miss dearly but um yeah I mean it was just a overall great show um both nights and definitely I felt that it was worth going to multiple shows for Idol and if I could have if it wasn't August I probably would have gone to more but August is just like insane like how many concerts are happening right now um but yeah overall very happy um with the shows and just really happy to be able to see Mion and soyeon and the girls um in person again after the last time i had seen them was in 2019 i believe so like three years um yeah and like i said hopefully uh get to see them again many more times in the future
0: cool um gonna wrap this up then um for me, I hope that if Idol does do another world tour, um, I I think whoever was promoting them um, probably underestimated their popularity a little bit.
1: Oh, powerhouse.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I hope they get better venues. Probably something similar to Alan's venue would be sweet or something like that or an arena but I think they've kind of gone past the whole uh, general admission standing room only kind of uh, place now in their in their career so hopefully when they when they come back to America they get a slightly more appropriate venue to you know fit more fans in and not have so many people fucking dying during the show um but yeah i like i said um i probably had the most negative experience out of all of the guys here so my my point of view is really skewed as to whether i would actually come back if they were doing a general admission concert i'd really have to think hard about it but uh
2: yeah of course like you can't go to a scrubby yeah you know horrible horrible hole in the wall again if it's if you basically almost passed out i mean you have you'll have like ptsd from it all now
0: yeah uh, just don't go to
2: showbox soda
0: yeah uh, i i would recommend that uh, if you are going to seattle and you are seeing a show there um hope that it's not overbooked (laughs) and uh it's probably great for like rock acts or or hip hop or something but i think for k pop it's probably not the most appropriate type of venue so again hopefully if uh, idol comes out with another album and they do another world tour uh in the us i hope uh yeah better bigger and better venue i hope that, that that's all i really want uh, otherwise yeah yeah I- i'm probably gonna skip out of his all general admission again or i'll go to alan's parts instead we'll see <laughs>
2: uh,
0: any other or, thoughts or guys? bring two
2: or bring two phones <laughs> bring two phones hold it with your left and hold it with your right hand yes. <laughs> double the video credit
0: so alan any uh, other final thoughts before we go
2: nah man I just just had so much fun so I'll I would love to see them again so but next up will be Luna so we could probably hopefully I don't have like the complete opposite experience so but uh, we'll see I know orbits uh, orbits are a little crazy so we'll see how that goes yay at least I get to see Luna live for the second time the second time yeah So, be awesome.
0: Cool. And uh, ping. Any final thoughts?
1: No. um, I mean, I think I've pretty much said everything that I wanted to say. Um, Definitely learned a lot from this experience. And again, like I said, it was definitely worth it. Being able to see Idol uh, multiple times, and hopefully get to see them again. And like Alan said, Luna's coming up next. I will be going to three Luna shows and KCON LA straight after that so it's gonna be a busy and then after KCON in LA is KCON San Francisco KCON Atlanta and then KCON New York so it's a busy rest of the month for me
0: god damn holy shit <laughs> um, that, that's uh, a crazy schedule man
1: hopefully Stacy uh-huh. doesn't get sick again
0: yeah, hopefully they uh, stay well enough for at least KCON <laughs> um, yeah uh, as Ping mentioned we're doing KCON um, so we might record uh, some live reactions from there during the uh, KCON weekend and I think some of us are going to see in October is that right?
2: It'll be November for me. Yeah, November it'll for me. Come down here. Okay, so
0: yeah. for me, if I can scrounge up the money for a plane ticket, it'll be October in, in LA. So hopefully I can make it there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. These are our thoughts on Idol's world tour in the US. Um, hopefully some of you have found them insightful. Maybe some of you can relate to Some of the bullshit we went through. Uh, If not, uh, congratulations for having a worry free time. (laughs) Otherwise, um, I hope you can, you know, feel us just a little bit. Anyway, gentlemen, um, please say goodbye.
1: Good night, everyone. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.